All right, everyone, we are going to get started with today's session. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to join in. I greatly appreciate your time and support. We are going to stay on time and target today. I know a lot of you guys are on your lunch hour, so we want to make sure we get all this great information and resources for you guys. My name is Sarah Johnson. I'm part of the USO transition team. We partner with great resources and community partners to provide you guys with this information so that your transition out of the military is a successful one as possible. Um, today, we are very, very fortunate to partner with the folks with ServiceNow. They have a great panel for us today with great information for you guys. So we're very lucky to have all of their time today. Great. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate it. Hi, folks. I'm, uh, I'm Kevin Brooks. I'm the principal digital strategist for the DOD and the U.S. Intel community for ServiceNow. Uh, and I'm the moderator for today's discussion. Like the three panelists you'll hear from today, I'm a proud veteran and a proud team member at ServiceNow. What is ServiceNow? ServiceNow is an organization that creates digital workflows that delivers great experiences to unlock maximum productivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of words, right? <laughs> we focus on achieving true end-to-end digital transformation. But what I'm going to do is, as we introduce the our, our panelists, they'll tell you a little bit more about what they do at ServiceNow to make it a little bit more real for you. So first up, we've got three fellow veterans. They're going to talk about their professional journeys from service to ServiceNow and tips for your transitions. Uh, panel members, as I call your name, please introduce yourselves and tell us what service you came from, what you do for ServiceNow, and one cool thing about what you do. So first, we'll start with Jennifer Bargel. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I'm Jen Bargel. I am a solutions consultant. I came from... Um, U.S. Air Force, and I, one cool thing about what I do is that I really get to listen to what's going on in the military and figuring out the best ways to actually help the military make strides in digital transformation. So I love that part of my job. Jenna Deloria. I'm Jenna Deloria. I uh, came out of the United States Army. Uh, I was a uh, Sergeant with the 173rd Airborne. Um, at, at ServiceNow, I am an account executive uh, supporting the Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, one cool thing about the job in, in general uh, is being able to actually impact selfishly a little bit of myself, but also some of my uh, peers uh, out of the military, right? So making sure that the, the life cycle of the veteran um, is still uh, taken care of. Uh, and finally, Mark Matsky. Hey everybody, my name is Mark. Uh, I manage our federal financials practice for ServiceNow. Prior to that, I uh, stood up the, uh, our Homeland Security practice. Uh, I'm a former Marine, came out of the Marine Corps, infantry officer, uh, seven years there, uh, and then got in here starting as an intern uh, and worked my way up. Coolest thing I've impacted uh, really was uh, working with the uh, government cyber emergency response teams, and those are like the uh, the flyaway teams, if you will, the uh, the SWAT team that responds on site uh, when uh, a company, whether it be a retail company like Target or Walmart or whoever or a bank or anybody, um, you know, is hit with a cyber attack that they just you know don't know what to do, uh, and so that was kind of cool working with that. Thank you all for that. So uh, let's start the conversation with Jennifer first. Each of you will answer this question, but talk about the timing of your transition from military to civilian, uh, and how did you decide the time was right for you? Jen? 
That's a really great question. And it took a lot for me to transition. I was actually working on orders. I'm a reservist. So I was on MPA orders working for headquarters Air Force. As a result uh, of some of the work that I was doing in headquarters Air Force, I got to work with ServiceNow from the other side and watching the culture and the nature of ServiceNow and those who I were who I was interacting with, I was like, I would really like to do that one day. And knowing that tech was something that I was always in, interested in within my career field, um, I wanted to make that transition, but I wound up going through TAPS. Um, similar to what you guys are probably all going through. And I was able to kind of evaluate what my transition could look like and not only the impact that I would make. So that was a big part of what I wanted to do was ensure that not only I was making a a smart decision, but also ensuring that the impact and my legacy of what I was gonna do was gonna be a part of that. So um, I was able to make that decision when I was offered a job with ServiceNow and I I made that transition very smoothly from active duty orders to uh, starting day one with ServiceNow. So it was really fun to to make that transition. Great, tell us about your timing and how that came about. Uh, Sure, yeah, my, um, you know, Unfortunately, I didn't have as much control about my timing from uh, transition from the uh, military to civilian life. Uh, I was banged up pretty good in Afghanistan, spent a couple years at Walter Reed. Um, and then during my time at Walter Reed, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, being an infantry guy, I thought I'd run and gun and do something like that. Turns out people don't like when you can't see, right? If you, if you I, um, have a down sector, so my, my right eye doesn't work as, it's just for looks is what I say, but um, so, I didn't get to control my my decision of what I wanted to go, but after once I realized that you know that type of uh, that type of life wasn't probably the best for me anymore, then I had to really start thinking about like alternative options um, and what I could do. And, and um, similar to, to Mark, I came in through an intern program um, that had me focusing on the DOD customers initially. And, and for me, that was really important because I had a way to stay connected to the mission, even though, uh, you know, I'm wearing a suit or whatever it is, it, you know, I'm still impacting the battlefield. So to me, that was really cool. Um, and that's when I knew that, uh, that that was the time, right? <laughs> Didn't get a choice, but uh, made made do with what I could. Okay, Mark, last, you can do last on this one. Cool. Um, yeah, I, um, I had also, uh, I mean, I had a great run in the Marine Corps. I, I absolutely loved it. I w- wanted to stay in forever. Um, but then I had kids. Uh, so I joined as a, as a single young male, uh, you know, ended up going infantry and just never being home. I was always gone, always training or deployed, um, kind of like, like Jetta. And, um, you know, it was all fun and games until you get blown up a couple times. And, but even then it was still fun and games for me, but my family no longer enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, and so once I had kids, you know, I, I just decided that, um, you know, I couldn't be gone 70 to 80% of the time anymore. Uh, and so I was very lucky in that I had a really good CO that, uh, somehow I kind of worked up the courage to, to just and get a meeting with him and just tell him that I was thinking about getting out and I wanted to get his advice. And he was amazing. You know, he basically said, look, you know, a lot of people stay in the military because they're chasing, you know, the feeling that they had in their first four to six years in the military of doing all the fun stuff. Right. 
but really once you become a professional in the military, you're facilitating through administration or planning uh, what everyone else at the younger level gets to do that's the fun stuff, right? So it's not like it gets more fun or more easy. You just get more responsibility, more things, um, and, and they still require a lot of you. And so if, if you're chasing after the stuff you did as you know, a platoon commander or a squad leader, uh, you know, you're never going to get that again, right? Um, yeah. And so once he had that conversation with me, he also said, hey, look, once you make that decision to get out, you need to give yourself 12 months to really transition out of the military. And you need to let me know what day that is. And then together, we're going to draw a line in the sand, and I'm going to stop tasking you on a certain day. And I'm so glad that he told me that because, you know, uh, I'm sure the Army's the same way, the Air Force probably the same way, um, but the uh, in the Marine Corps, they will work you to the bone until like that last hour of your EAS, unless you draw a line in the sand. Um, so, you know, for me, I took a good 12 months of really planning my transition, doing the turnover, and just having very open, candid conversations with people about what my intentions were. I had also, in preparation in case I wanted to get out, um, I had started my next level of education, and my plan was to have my MBA by the time I exited the Marine Corps. Uh, and so I, I did that. It was a lot of work, a lot of extra hours every weekend, but um, you know, I got that done. So I had that uh, as I transitioned out as well. Great. Well, Mark, I'm going to stick with you because you've actually started going into the next question, which is perfect transition. Is so talk about your transition process, which you started to do. But how do you use your network, your mentors, and resources to get after that first job? Yeah. So I, I did a lot of thinking about this um, because, you know, obviously your inclination, or at least my inclination, was the same as Jetta's. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to get out and I'm going to join a security firm and, you know, I'll escort, uh, you know, charity workers through, you know, Namibia and, you know, make a hundred grand and it'll be great, right? Um, but uh, that just, it's the one, that's not sustainable, right? That's a young man's game, right? Um, and so I knew I needed to do something and, and I did not want to, what I, here's what I didn't want to become. So if you're going this, this route on, on the call here, don't take it the wrong way, but I didn't want to become that contractor that had been in the military and like came to work the next day after their EAS as a civilian. Uh, Cause I just felt like you get kind of stuck in that, you know, you're always known as whatever your last rank was when you got out. That's what you are forevermore. Uh, I wanted to get away from that. So I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, I decided that I wanted to run as far away from the military as possible as I went into the work world. That's how I got into IT, even though I knew nothing about it. Uh, and that's, you know, and the only way in, because I had no experience, just like with Jetta, was through that same internship program as him. Um, and so I was able to kind of get in through that way and then slowly work my way up. Uh, and so that's, that's, I guess that's the advice I would give in like a 60 second encapsulation. I muted myself. Uh, Jenna, same question to you. Sure. Yeah. So I, I came to that point, um, where I realized I wasn't going to be running and gunning anymore. So, uh, to be honest, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I, what I did have was a strong support network uh, of people that had interest um, in my success. Uh, to be, I consider myself extremely lucky. 
Um, these people kind of looked out for me. And honestly, I got offered a, a, like that internship, which by the way, as an intern, I was getting paid $50,000 a year. I was a sergeant in the army getting shot at and it was getting paid 30 something, right? So just, <laughs> um, it, it was, I didn't understand what they were trying to offer me. Uh, I actually turned down the job, I think three or four times because I didn't want to be the guy at, like I was thinking IT was Geek Squad at Best Buy. I didn't want to do any of that. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, that wasn't for me. Um, they kind of went out on a limb and said, hey, look, uh, you know, I originally grew up in Southern California they, and I was at Walter Reed, so DC based. Um, they said, give us a month. If you don't like it, we'll fly you home. Um, so I had nothing to lose at that point. Uh, I went in, kind of saw what they were doing. And uh, it just, you know, I never left. So that, that option for me to leave was always there. So I had that like security blanket. But um, as I got to see the business, see the impact that we had on our customers and, and what technology really did, I never thought about how I got my bullets or how I got my MREs or whatever. They just showed up, right? Someone would drop a pallet way off in the distance and we'd have to go clamor for it. Um, but the logistics behind it was all supported by IT. So to me, that was really cool. Um, so I found the things that could connect me back to the service, uh, just in a different, in a different route. So that was part of my preparation was just making sure I had a strong network, um, trusting them. And I still have that same cabinet, you know, you change people out in your cabinet of advisors. Um, but I think that's a critical piece for that transition. Great. Jen. Thanks, Kevin. Um, for me, I was able to utilize my network that was inside of ServiceNow while I was on active duty. So I was utilizing all of those people to understand what were their roles, what were their responsibilities, what did they love about their job, what did they not like about their job? Because you want to know the good, the bad, the ugly before um, you make a leap. And I not only used those uh, folks, you know, like Gain and Patrice and Matt, um, they were some great resources for me, but I also went to LinkedIn and there's a lot of opportunities for service members to not only go on LinkedIn and share, um, you know, experiences and look up other people, um, but you're able to learn other uh, traits and capabilities and skills through that. And so I actually started um, learning more technical uh, capabilities through LinkedIn to kind of match what ServiceNow was looking for when it came to a solution consultant, because what I was doing in the military did not match that exactly. And so um, I was able to utilize that network in order to kind of bridge that gap a little bit. And most of us in the military, we all know that uh, it's, it's kind of seven degrees of separation. So there's somebody that you know within the military that has already made that transition or someone that you know that has made you know, someone that knows someone that knows someone um, that we're always eager to make that um, uh, communication and interaction, that connection to be able to help grease those wheels. So I was able to do that um, to make that transition a little bit smoother for me. We will stay with you, Jen. So you kind of started talking about it. You mentioned earlier that within your career field, you dabble in technology. Tell us about your full-on, your decision, I'm going to go into tech. That's where I'm meant to be. Tell us how you got there. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. So knowing uh, as I've grown up, not only in the military, but just becoming an adult, 
technology had started making its entrance in my teen years. And so, you know, as I've grown up in the military, there's been more and more technology becoming available. And I knew that that was kind of the way the world is going to transition. Eventually, we're going to have everything is going to be connected, which was my thought. And so when I made that decision to join ServiceNow, because that's that was my first job, you know, in tech, and it, it was a hard decision to go, okay, well, is this what I really want to do? But I know that technology and making a difference in the military is really something that I'm passionate about, just like Jetta and Mark. It's still having that tie to the people that are my brothers and sisters in arms. And so dabbling into the tech area where I wasn't 100% certain, you know, from my military skills to what I do now, it's worlds apart. And you just have to kind of trust yourself as, um, as you make that leap to know that ServiceNow specifically is going to make that investment in you to make sure that you're successful. So I would just recommend that anyone who's interested in going into tech, uh, find that company that's going to invest in them to, to see their longer success. Great. So Mark, how did you, um, other than internship, how did you know that you were meant to be where you are now in this country? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a good question because I I didn't right and uh, and that's always a, a kind of a, um, a struggle when you're when you're working with people transitioning like hey what do you want to do right and, uh, and and really uh, you know the the truth is that if you're transitioning out of the military no matter what rank you are getting out uh, you have no idea what is out there and there are literally thousands. Uh, I think conservatively, you know, thousands of ways for you to make a living and be successful and making a living means being financially independent means, um, you know, not, uh, you know, being able to dictate your own hours in a way and being able to do what you want to do and being proud of what you do. Right. And there are so many different ways you can do that. Uh, and, and a lot of folks when they, get out they don't think about it that way uh for me i you know i i came up with kind of a, a plan of how i was going to do this i knew i didn't know where i wanted to go right but i but i had seen people that i i was like you know you see them walk by and you're like damn that that dude looks like whatever they do if it's legal like i maybe i want to do that because it looks <laughs> like they're having a lot of fun right and uh and that's kind of how i started and i would just kind of ask them like hey you know, I'm, I'm getting out of the military. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to you, but like, what do you do? And, and they would be like, Oh, Hey, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, first, thank you for your service. Right. So I tell people like, you know, take advantage of, of thank you for your service. Right. Uh, like, cool. Thank you. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Tell me what you do. Right. And then you have this conversation and you find out what people do and you're like, wow, how'd you get there? What did you, and next thing you know, you're like, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll do the same thing. Right. Um, and then through doing that, that's kind of like your networking, but then find a mentor, right? Just like in the military, if you want to get promoted and be successful, you have to have a mentor. You have to have somebody that tells you, Hey, you know, you got to like max out your PFT. Otherwise you can't go and complain about, you know, some other bad marks because you're not even maxing out the stuff that you control, right? But once you max out the stuff that you can control, now you can come back to me and complain about the things that I'm not marking you well on, right? So you got to have a mentor that helps guide you through the areas that you don't know. And, and, and don't limit yourself 
to just one thing. Don't get it in your mind like, oh, you know, I heard somebody say something about technology. I want to go do technology. One of my most successful friends uh, who is just is in the stratosphere of success, uh, he, he started a moonshine business legally. Uh, he patented the pour spout of, a, of the top of a jar so that you can use it in a bar. And he sold that company and now he started another company, right? Like I would have never guessed 10 years ago that that's what this guy was gonna do, right? Um, but the way you do that, I think, and this would be my last piece would be, uh, don't go home, all right? So you EAS, you get out of the military, don't go home because if you go home, you you're gonna, <laughs> you what? You get comfortable, right? Yeah, and you go back to your old ways, right? Uh, don't go home. Give it some time. Go somewhere else and try and do something, right? That sounds great. <laughs> Good advice. Hey, Jenna? No, I would, I would agree with that, too. You do get comfortable, and, and sometimes um, what I found, I end up doing better uh, when I'm in uncomfortable positions um, or situations, right? So... I, I think uh, instinctively, I know what to do. It's, it's when I start overthinking things or, or, or getting too comfortable um, where you start to, you know, overanalyze or, or just don't analyze at all. You're just relaxing, right? So um, having the appropriate level of stress for me, I think, is what keeps me moving forward. Um, and one of the things that Mark mentioned earlier about that network, right? I call it the cabinet, right? So you have your, uh, your cabinet of advisors. That group should not be mind like uh, like minded people, right? Um, so I have people on that group that I know hate a lot of the things that I think about, um, but it's good for me because I understand perspectives from other other people, right? Um, other walks of life, other industries. Uh, most of the people actually, uh, two of the people of uh, that I, I I would consider in my cabinet are actually in technology, but the majority of them. Are not right, and and the things that they worry about in life, and, and the things that they're trying to achieve, um, are different than what I hear on a day to day. And I think that's important because now I can try to figure out how that's applicable to my life, um, and it, and it, you know that that helps me out a lot. Um, and as yeah, as far as resources finding and a new career, uh, one of our old mentors used to say, "This is this is." my second career, right? You're starting a second career, some of us younger than others, right? So like I, I, when I came out, I was uh, 22, right? So I had no idea what was out there. I didn't even know what I do was a job. I straight up had no idea it existed, um, but people want to help. And uh, taking advantage sometimes sounds like a bad thing, but, but you should take advantage of people's desire to want to help you, right? Um, you gotta ask sometimes, but you know, they, they do, truly. I think most people want to help people, so um, take advantage of that.